Before we get into the podcast, be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at This Strange World Podcast and on Twitter at This Strange Pod. Welcome back to This Strange World. I'm Gavin. Cheers, I'm Leah. (laughs) And I'm Chris. Cheers. That's what they say in, uh, I know you're saying cheers because you're holding a drink, but people in like England. It is five o'clock. It's five o'clock. It's five o'clock somewhere. It's For five you. o'clock in LA. It's five o'clock somewhere, and that somewhere is Los Angeles. How you guys doing? Another week. We're getting closer to the spookiest day of the year. What's that? Halloween. Uh, more cryptids. Although one notable thing, actually, in every other season, we've done two bonus episodes. The first season we had done best moments and uh, origins. The second season we did first crime mystery of the social media era vanishing hitchhiker other urban legends uh last season we did cinder woman and particle accelerator accident but now this season this is our first time doing more than two bonus episodes this is the third bonus episode and we got a fourth one coming next week can we really call them bonus episodes if every single season we have bonus episodes what's the difference between this episode and the episodes before it's a little more fun, a little more loose. It's released not during the uh, main season. It's released at a separate time. Okay. I mean, they're still counted towards the number. We took a break between recording the main season and the bonus episodes. We just really wanted to get this story out there. Yeah. Uh, and that's the story of not Western Virginia. The other day, Chris, what, was the, what were we talking about the other day related to Western Virginia? Uh, we were talking about how the song, the it's kind of an indie song. I don't think it's that well known. It hasn't hit the mainstream. It's kind of underground. And it's like, West Virginia. I don't know how that song. I Country really roads. It's kind of underground. Yeah. You, you probably haven't heard of it. Yeah. His, his little Take guy named me home. John Denver. Country roads. To please. Take me home, country roads. Uh, they say West Virginia. Um, and a lot of people, for a while... In West Virginia, we're like, oh, he's talking about us. West Vir- he says West Virginia. And then, oh, no, no, it's not West Virginia. He's actually talking about Western Virginia. Yes, Western. Is there a difference? Oh, yeah. Well, there are two oh, different yeah. states. It's the Western Virginia, the state of Virginia, as opposed to just West Virginia. I would not recommend going to Virginia or West Virginia. Here's my slight problem with this episode. So... I've been to West Virginia hmm, maybe like six or seven times. So I know people in West Virginia and they might be listening. Shout out people in West Virginia. Um, The problem is it's hard to talk about West Virginia and not criticize it. Because think here's the easiest way that I found to describe West Virginia. Think about every stereotype. Think about what you think West Virginia is. That's what it is. It's exactly what you think it is. I mean, I don't mean to say I'm sorry because I'm not being rude, but... I know. Well, that's the thing is that, like, I met some very... The people that I met were very nice people. And uh, some of the places are nice. But the bulk of the state, I'm sorry if you're from there, if you take offense. But they also, they're probably self-aware. They're probably aware that it's... They know what they're up against, you know? 
So I'm just saying uh, that now that yeah, I, it's, it's a preemptive apology uh, if we seem insulting to the people of West Virginia. It's quite the state, uh, is all I will say. Um, but if so, we've been talking this whole season about cryptids. You know, we talked humanoids, aliens, poisonous environments. You know, you get it. Wait, we've wait, talked about it every season. What, what are cryptids, Gavin? That's a... <laughs> Leah just spilled a drink on herself. Leah's really excited. And she wants to know what cryptids are. It's really what it sounds like. Really what it sounds like to me. <laughs> Leah. Yeah, Gavin, what are cryptids? Thank you so much for asking. Um, just in case this is your first... Oh my god, her thing's foaming up. Just in case this I'm is sorry. your... Your first... Now I wish it was a video podcast. I wish that people could see. I, I'm glad it's not a video podcast where people can't see. That's also true. So just in <laughs> case this is your first time listening to the season, and if you couldn't tell by the past, gosh, 11 episodes that had the surname title, is surname what comes before? It's like Mr. Your name's after. Okay. Then what comes before? Mm-hmm. No, you're your right. Surname is after. Name. All right. After? So they all have the first name of cryptids. Uh, if you don't know what a cryptid is, according to, I would say at least top three, top three tier dictionary merriam-webster mm-hmm. uh, a, a cryptid is an animal such as a sasquatch or loch ness monster that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist so we've talked about them from pretty much all over the world i would say right a lot of america yeah. but really all over the world and as i was looking into these cryptids i realized you know what there is a surprising amount solely in West Virginia. So enough that we're doing an episode about it. We could do a whole season about how weird West Virginia is, allegedly, because cryptids, you know, allegedly exist. I'm not going to, I'm not saying West Virginia is weird. How allegedly weird West Virginia is. How yeah, is allegedly. Yes. Thank you. It's, I'm not saying it's weird, but they've got cryptids and cryptids are allegedly weird. So it's a, in, it's like, a, what's the um, math equation where it's like if A squared plus B squared equals C squared? The Pythagorean theorem. That's not the Pythagorean theorem. The Pythagorean a squared theorem. plus B squared yes, it is one hundred percent C squared, which is the I Pythagorean theorem. It is the Pythagorean theorem. theorem. How to find any side of a right triangle? Why are we doing math? We did not graduate with. Are math you thinking theory. of uh, oh. like two? What is it like? Two B is plus or minus. Oh, you're right. That is the Pythagorean. I'm thinking of whichever one is like that. If this equals this. If A equals B and B equals C, then A equals C. Oh, yeah. Screw that. Uh, okay. if, you, if the listeners know, please let us know. Cause... If if A equals B and B equals C, then that means that E equals MC squared. Oh, transitive property. So you were okay. so right. That was the Pythagorean theorem. I'm thinking of transitive property. That's just hey. my whole way of saying Don't ever question me, Gavin. You're Don't right. ever question my brain. I'm sure you guys did very well in math. So... West Virginia, uh, the rolling hills and deep forests of Appalachia. Also, what do they call it in North Appalachia or Appal- Appalachia? Like they call it something different in West Virginia. They get mad at you for pronouncing it wrong. I know that. I know it's the whatever we say. It's the other way. So I'm gonna go out. We say ap- the Appalachian. Appalachian. Yeah, they say like Appalachian. Appalachian. Yeah. So I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I'm sorry. I'm gonna say it the Northerner way. Appalachian. So the Yankee. Appalachian Mountains, it's like all over America. You know, they've got they're home to a wide array of natural flora and fauna, and perhaps unsurprisingly, are also a hotbed of 
monsters or cryptid sightings. So while Appalachia refers to the large area that covers parts of New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Maryland, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, North and South Carolina, Alabama, Mississippi, and Georgia, today we're going to be focusing on West Virginia. So I've brought in three cryptids, and it was very hard to narrow down because it was a long list. But these are three of, I would say, the biggest... Like, these ones have statues in West Virginia. So, like, these are the real deal. This first one... they really, like, um, identify as cryptids. Yeah. If, um... If we did, like, a ranking of, like, cryptids and, like, Bigfoot and Loch Ness were, like, S-tier cryptids, this first one could be, like, almost... I I guess A-tier, but, like, arguably could almost be S-tier. Like, like 1A, 1B, you mean? Yeah, like, it's right up there with S-tier. So, I'm just not even going to dilly-dally about it any longer. The first cryptid is Mothman. Not Mossman. I, I think in the past we talked about Mossman, but the first one is Mothman. I know Mothman. The, you do? Yeah. Personally? Well, I don't know him. I, well, actually, yeah, we I, he lets me call him Mothy. Mothy? Mothy. Um, Mothia? I, he's... He sounds nice now for a Mothman, but just wait until you hear about him. So the state of West Virginia has had its fair share of strange and often inexplainable events, but perhaps the strangest yet is the arrival of the creature known as Mothman, who changed the sleepy town of Point Pleasant forever when it swooped in one cold autumn night in 1966. Mothman is described as a bipedal winged humanoid. Despite his name, which was given to him by newspapers, he is in no way moth-like, and has an appearance much more of that of a large humanoid owl. His coloration varies from black, gray, to even brown, although it's usually darker shades. He is often reported to be 7 feet tall, with a wingspan of 10 to 15 feet or more, plus the ability to fly over 100 miles per hour. Sometimes he's described as not having a head, with two huge red eyes set in the center of his chest. These eyes are reported to be glowing, or at least reflective. The details of his face and feet have never been adequately described. Wow. One witness who saw the face clearly could only say that the details were horrible and monstrous. She had terrible nightmares and nearly suffered a nervous breakdown. Anyone who gets a close look at the Mothman seems to suffer from extreme fear and psychological distress, sometimes lasting for months or years afterwards. In particular, people say that a sense of pure evil overcomes them when they see Mothman's eyes. It definitely sounds like it kind of gives me uh, Jersey Devil vibes. Yeah, it's. I feel like while we put all these cryptids into different categories this season, I feel like there's also even subcategories of like scary stuff you see in the night with glowing eyes that will chase you and kill you. I feel like that could be its own category. And I feel like this fits mm-hmm. into that category. And also, just to say again, seven feet tall, a wingspan of about... 10 to 15 feet or more, plus the ability to fly over 100 miles per hour. This is basically an owl man, a large humanoid owl coming at you at 100 miles per hour. Would you be this scared? Is a jet fighter. This is like a jet fighter. You literally. <laughs> like 100 miles per hour is Small fast. Man Maverick. Yes. Aww. Literally. 100 miles is fast. Yeah, it is speedy. It's fast. It's pretty quick. That's a fast, that's a fast flying moth. So he can fly, but he can also fold up his wings and walk with a weird shuffle that many witnesses compare to a penguin. When he flies, he unfolds his wings and shoots straight up with great speed, then levels out and goes wherever he wants to go. 
He is rarely observed flapping his wings, except for on takeoff. Witnesses often describe his flight pattern as straight up like a helicopter. He can fly much faster than any bird should be able to fly, as measured by those victims who've suffered from what seems to be Mothman's favorite activity, chasing cars. He'll fly in front of them and even sometimes hit the roof. So a lot of these big appearances that, I mean, I'm only going to get into one appearance, one of the first appearances, but he chases cars and he keeps up. If he can fly 100 miles per hour. Oh, 100 miles an hour is closing speed, by the way. So like you, it doesn't matter how fast you're driving. That That's a good, it's a good, quick, you know, it can keep up with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And also the fact that it just kind of like goes straight up and then like flies. That's freaking scary. It's, it's got some good acceleration on that Mothman. Plane, kind of, almost, or like a bird when they just take off and fly. Yeah, well, that's like they said, like a helicopter. Yeah, well, it's or like you know one of those like futuristic like things where like they take off. It's like half helicopter, half plane, where it like takes off like a helicopter and then like zooms like a Mm -hmm. right, like like the Quinjet from yeah, Marvel exactly. So the first recorded sighting of Mothman took place on November twelfth, nineteen sixty six, near Clendenin, West Virginia. Five men were in a cemetery prepping a grave for burial when they saw something they couldn't explain. Lifting off from the nearby trees was a brown-winged creature. The men held to the fact that what lifted off beyond the trees was no bird, it was a humanoid. So that was the first encounter, November 12th. That's important because a few days later was when there was the next big sighting. But first I got to explain to you a little bit about this area of West Virginia. So the creature was sighted in many places across West Virginia and the surrounding states, but the largest number of sightings happened near the old West Virginia Ordnance Works, an abandoned munitions plant to the north of Point Pleasant that dates back to World War II. The facility, during its operation, manufactured ammunition and dynamite, now referred to as the TNT area. In 1979, fishermen in the TNT area reported that chemicals had been left to seep into the ponds, causing it to be labeled as an environmental disaster. By 1983, the TNT area was among the country's most polluted sites. So what do you think about the fact that Mothman has been sighted near an incredibly polluted area? Well, I mean, now we know exactly where he goes to the bathroom and how he does it. So. That's true. I guess. Uh, it, it, it gives me like kind of like a radioactive mutant monster vibe from this thing. Yeah. Where like it probably was spawned from this radioactive material that like maybe some guy got splashed by you know toxic waste and then mutated into being a mothman yeah like experiment gone awry right it was here in the tnt area on the cold night of november 15th 1966 three days after the first sighting took place that two young couples would encounter this bizarre creature Roger and Linda Scarberry were driving in Roger's black 57 Chevy Bel Air with Steve and Mary Mallette through the area around midnight when Lindsay noticed, unbelievably, two large glowing red eyes in the darkness beside the old North power plant and screamed. The four realized immediately that their spectacle was no ordinary bird. The true horror began, however, when the creature spread its wings and pursued them down Highway 62 to Point Pleasant city limits at speeds exceeding 100 miles per hour. The four arrived in town, startled and confused, and with no signs of the mysterious bird that had chased them. They discussed their encounter, eventually deciding that what they saw was nothing more than an apparent bird, and in an attempt to face their fears, they again drove towards the TNT area. It wasn't long before they saw the creature again, apparently waiting for them beside Route 62. 
The couples now realize that their stalker was no bird, but in the instant that the car's headlights landed on the creature, it lifted vertically into the air with tremendous speed and disappeared above the tree line. This time, when they arrived into town, they went to the Mason County Courthouse and told their story to Sheriff George Johnson and Deputy Miller Halstead. Two hours later, city police began investigating the area, only to return empty-handed. The next day, a press conference was held and the local press began printing on the story, causing others to come forward with previous and future sightings. This was the major event that started it all. In the November 16th issue of the Point Pleasant Register, the strange encounter would be brought to public eye with the headline, Couple Sees Man-Sized Bird Creature, Something. On the morning of November 16th, 1966, Linda Scarberry was rushed to the hospital by her father after experiencing a nervous breakdown. So she must have saw him then. How do you get rushed to the hospital with like a no- nervous breakdown? Like you must have seen something like really exactly. like crazy. And I mean, that was the next day. You admit yourself. Yeah. So it definitely has, like, like you said, or at least if she did see this thing, then it definitely has some sort of neurological thing where like, you said if you see if you're in close contact with this thing it causes you to have mental breakdowns is that because of this woman or is there other sightings where people have also had nervous breakdowns after they've seen him uh i think that there have been other, like there i were that's the only one that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. um but there have been a lot of similar sightings of people seeing this big like there were a lot of sightings people would note about the eyes and i think that there were a few other people who had not necessarily nervous breakdowns, but like either acted completely different afterwards or just like seemed off or like it definitely does have some sort of a neurological effect on people who see it. And I don't know if it has to do with if it's some sort of radioactive thing and like then it hypnotizing people or scaring them or what. But right. Like if you see Mothman, you are not coming out of it the same. Okay, I don't want to see him then. But like usually when you kind of face like paranormal phenomena like that or poltergeist kind of activity or whatever you like it always affects you in some certain way shape or form mm-hmm. uh so just a little side note i thought it was cool yeah. like you so see I that in like, the shows a lot so yeah i feel like that almost legitimizes it of like it's not like linda is the only person who's ever claimed to see something strange and have a nervous breakdown or be different afterwards like that's a pretty common occurrence with all of the things like this Mm-hmm. But do you want to hear what uh, some explanations might be for Mothman? Okay. I feel like Mothman is different in the sense of like a chupacabra. It's like, oh, it could just be a big dog or like, you know, like there's some other things that have like pretty reasonable explanations. But this would be a pretty big freaking bird to be like a real bird. But uh, Mothman has been associated with at least two other cryptids. Gigantic Thunderbirds, which we talked about. We did talk the, about that. Uh, flying beasts episode Mm -hmm. uh with gray bodies and red heads that were sighted in the same area at the same time uh by a few witnesses and also owl man which is a pretty similar creature with wings and red eyes uh sighted in cornwall england in 1976 so again like we've talked about in almost every episode there's similar stories across the world and then it's like well if this happened in west virginia and this happened in england is there a connection between them um but sheriff george johnson who was the original that the witnesses contacted uh, believes that Mothman may have been a large heron, which is just like a big, like swan esque bird. Okay. Um, They're pretty, but they don't look like moths. Like you would be able to tell. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, well, first of all, he wasn't, he didn't see it. 
It's just people yeah. telling him. And he was probably yeah. like, well, that's here's a, an example of a large bird. So maybe you just saw that. Yeah. You know, I, I have a problem with people who like, let's say it was a herring, right? Like, I'm not saying it was, but let's just say it was. I, I wouldn't say that I've seen many herrings in my life. But if I mm -hmm. saw one flying, I would be like, oh, cool. That's a herring. I wouldn't be like, that's Mothman. I've never seen that before. Like, that has to be something supernatural. Like, it, if it's a plane, I know what that looks like. If it's a herring, I don't really know what they look like, but I know it's not Mothman. Like, Really? You don't know what a herring looks like? Well, I know what a herring looks like, but I, I, you know, I haven't seen them as much as I've seen like a cardinal or a blue jay. Like I've seen many of those compared to herrings. Do you know what I'm trying to say though? Yeah. Like I, yeah. I wouldn't I get, look I get at that and instantly think that has to be something new. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Here's what some other things. So skeptic Joe Nickel, persist, uh, he said that owls were a better explanation because of their eye shine and their silhouette resembling the headless mothman. Most modern septics seem to agree with Joe Nickel, but the sightings might just be a bit too extraordinary to attribute them to such animals. Some believe the Mothman may be an angel, demon, or the product of a blood curse placed upon the town of Chief Cornstalk, who was murdered along with his son in the area. Similarly, the curse theory is one very attached to the collapse of the Silver Bridge, uh, which, to briefly summarize, was a bridge that Mothman was sighted near that crashed and people thought that he was like an omen of like a warning of something bigger is he the one that's like always at that one particular bridge where they always like try and go like hunting like oh mothman's at this bridge yeah it's like i feel like there's these two very different routes that they went they were like oh it's either a large bird or an owl or something or it's like a demon that is here to curse all of us and it's like the devil which i feel like are two very different routes um, yeah. The more likely assumptions, however, like a normal barn owl has been proposed, such as the fact that the original sighting, what they seem to describe, is more in line with an illusion during driving and other sightings could have been misidentifications and calls for attention. Regardless, today there is a statue of the Mothman in Point Pleasant and a yearly festival celebrating the creature and the town. There's also a museum. I almost went, but it was a little too far. But, but there is a, a statue commemorating Mothman. It's a big statue. I wonder if he ever stops by and looks at his statue. I think I know where the statue is as well. It's like six foot something, right? Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Is it supposed to be life-size? I would assume so. It's a big statue. I would assume it's supposed to be life-size. Yeah. I wonder if, like, Mothman ever, like, replaces himself with the statue sometimes just to mess with people and act like one of those, like, statues, like, stayed, like... <laughs> You know, like those street performers who are like dress themselves up in face paint and stuff. And they just oh, and then like stay like, frozen. So like maybe yeah. sometimes he's the statue. Maybe sometimes he's the statue, and sometimes it's the Mothman statue. I believe you just that. No. Yeah. I that. So you punch him. Yeah. Punch him in the gut. Punch him in the gut. Yeah. Try and get him to blink. And right. Then, oh, his eyes are moving. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> and then you go mad. All right. So the next one that we're going to talk about is similar but different. That's really how we should transition everything that we ever talk about. This is similar, but different. But not similar. But not similar. It's a little, like, if the last one was like, experiment gone awry, this one is a little bit more supernatural, could be an alien. Check out the aliens episode. This is the Flatwoods Monster. The Flatwoods Monster, also known as the Braxton County Monster, or Braxy by the locals, or the Frametown Monster, is a cryptid sighted in the forests of Flatwoods, West Virginia, and Frametown, West Virginia, respectively. It is believed to be of extraterrestrial nature. So the Flatwoods monster 
was initially reported as being about 10 feet tall and 4 feet wide. It appeared to be some sort of robotic suit or spacecraft rather than an organic being. It had a cowl in the shape of an ace of spades behind a red round head. Set in the head were two eyes described as portholes glowing green-orange and the size of half dollars. The body was a metallic armored structure lined with thick vertical pipes. Discrepancies exist in the color of the armor, some claiming it to be black, while others saying green. The existence of arms is a similar matter. Most state the monster was armless, while others claim it possessed, it possessed small toy-like arms. So does that give you a mental picture? Like a T-Rex? Yeah, like a T-Rex. Potentially. It's like a big... It, what we were just talking about, Iron Man, this is kind of like Iron Man, but scary and big. Okay. Like the big jumbo Iron Man suit? It's like if you took the OG Iron Man suit, made it not as um, mobile. This reminds me of the, uh, the the pants thing that I talked about, whatever that, that thing was. Uh, um, well, potentially. Here, let me, uh, let me show you what it looks like. For those of you at home, you can check out... Um, the Strange World podcast on Instagram. Oh, it's cute. It's creepy, but it's cute. So yeah. here's one example of it. You could see like the spade head and like the eyes, and this one has little arms. Here's some other examples of it. It looks like the thing that you would see in like Christian kind of religion when it comes to like. That's like these are good. Like ones. that kind of like thing reminds me of something I saw in like a video game. That oh, kind well, of. I think it thing. is in. Um, I want to say it's in Fallout 76. Because actually most of these creatures are in Fallout 76 because Fallout 76 takes place in West Virginia, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. So a lot of these creatures uh, are uh, in Fallout 76. And even more so. Like more than what I'm going to be talking about. Which, by the way, if you haven't listened to that episode, Fallout 76, it was a disastrous game. There was a lot of things gone wrong with it. Listen to that podcast. Yeah, we did a podcast episode about Fallout 76. So many references to uh, all these different podcast episodes that we've done. Such a strange world. Such a strange... If there's one thing I'd say about this, this world, world, it's strange. I was going to say, if there's one thing I have to say about Strange World, this. It's this one. It's this one. <laughs> yes. uh, so let's talk about some sightings. Because it, uh, when I get into it, you'll see why it's much more of a UFO, alien-y type of thing. Uh, so at 7.15 p.m. on September 12, 1952, three boys witnessed a bright object cross the sky. The object came to rest on land belonging to a local farmer. Once they saw the thing land, the boys went to one of their mom's houses, where they reported seeing a UFO crash land in the hills. From there, the boys and a group of locals went to the farm to try and find out whatever it was that the boys had seen. I feel like it's always like a group of boys, a group of kids, a group of teens. And like, yeah, I mean, that obviously can happen, but it's like, I feel like at that age as well, like, yeah, you know, you could be friends with people that are making things up, you know, like you never really know. So they got some wild imaginations, some little boys. I don't mean to be like the person that's like, oh, yeah, the like contradictor of stories. But, you know, that's kind of my take. Well, maybe you would trust a dog's reaction, because one of the local dogs ran ahead out of sight and started barking, and moments later ran back to the group with its tail between its legs. After traveling about a quarter of a mile, the group reached the top of the hill, where they reported seeing a large pulsating ball of fire about 50 feet away. They also saw and smelled a mist that made their eyes and noses burn. 
A farmer then noticed two small lights over to the left of the object and directed his flashlight towards them, revealing the creature, which was reported to have emitted a shrill hissing noise before gliding towards them, changing directions, and then heading over towards the red light. At this point, the group fled in panic. I feel like hissing is also just never a good sound in terms of animals, spirits, blah, blah, blah. It's just never, ever a good sound. Cat, cats even, so. Yeah. Well, I think we've talked about hissing, bad sound. Yeah. Any sort of, mm. like, children crying. Crying is bad. There's a lot of bad sounds. So they all fled. Upon returning home, the mother contacted the local sheriff and a news reporter. The reporter conducted a number of interviews and returned to the site with the farmer later that night, where he reported that, quote, there was a sickening, burnt, metallic odor still prevailing. The sheriff and his deputy searched the area separately, but found no trace of the encounter. Early the next morning, the reporter visited the site of the encounter for a second time and discovered two tracks in the mud, as well as traces of a thick black liquid. He immediately reported them as being possible signs of a saucer landing based on the premise that the area had not been subjected to traffic for at least a year. It was later revealed that the tracks were likely to have been those of a Chevrolet pickup truck driven by a local who had gone to the site to look for the creature some hour prior to Stewart's discovery. Yeah, I was about to ask how would you know exactly what like a saucer's landing gear I feel like it's not going to be like the treads of a tire. They probably have a little bit better technology than a wheel to land their spacecrafts. Especially if they can come all the way here. Yeah, if they're coming all the way, you think that they're just going to land on some silly little tires? No, 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 no. Save those for the pickup trucks. They got the big guns. They're going to be, I don't know, whatever aliens land on. That's what it's going to be. Aliens land down. They look at us. They're like, they're still on the wheel. They still only have the wheel. They still think that the best invention was the wheel? Pfft, wait till they find sliced bread. Oh my gosh. They only have 5G? Just wait until they see 6G. It's going to blow them away. Wait till they see a thousand Gs. They're still on G? Wait until they get to H. My phone runs on 3H. <laughs> my phone runs on 7,000 billion Zs. After the event, investigators obtained a number of accounts from witnesses who claimed to have experienced a similar or related phenomena. These accounts included the story of a mother and her 21-year-old daughter who claimed to have encountered a creature with the same appearance and odor a week prior to the September 12th incident. The encounter reportedly affected the daughter so badly that she was confined to a hospital for three weeks. So just like what we were talking about with Mothman, this other daughter was confined to a hospital for three weeks. They also gathered a statement from the mother of the local farmer in which she said that at the approximate time of the crash, her house had been violently shaken and her radio had cut out for 45 minutes. And a report from the director of the local board of education in which he claimed to have seen a flying saucer taking off at 630 in the morning on September 13th, which was the morning after the creature was sighted. Wow. So there's like someone who's actually high up in some sort of structure you know, some sort yeah. of organization. So not just like anybody seeing these things, like the director of the local board of education. Yeah, like he's not going to lie. Yeah, like yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. Like it's not like some guy out in the middle of the woods. Just looking for attention. This is someone who works in education. Unless this is the type of town where like the guy in the middle of the woods would be the local board of direction, board of education director, where like, you know how there's like, this little town, I'm the postman, the sheriff, and I'm the janitor for the local high school. It's like, okay. Yeah. I you mean, know? I didn't go to this town in West Virginia, but judging by the looks of West Virginia, that's why I had to start with the disclaimer. 
Because oh. uh, mm, could be that. Could, could be, be like that. that. Although I have a I have a question though. Like we hear all these stories about UFO stuff, and maybe we'll do like a, a podcast episode or a mini season about like UFO alien encounters. Like I. 100% believe that there's aliens out there, but I don't know if they've come here. Like, I, you wonder if these, like, are, you know, because we look at these and, like, oh, they're crazy. But you wonder if, like, these are actually stories of people seeing aliens coming to Earth and the government is just like, yeah, we don't want to tell them. I feel like if, on one hand, I mean, I totally believe it too. But I feel like if the government knew, especially with this age of, like, social media, it would have been it would have gotten out and been confirmed unless a lot of people are signing NDAs and getting paid off. Like, I feel like at this point, it should have it just could have gotten out. Somehow. Maybe it did get out. Maybe that's why we heard about it. Maybe. And then they're just like, oh, they're just it's a cryptid. This isn't real, guys. It's a cryptid. We can't prove it's real. But the government can prove it's real. Government knows too much. And birds aren't real. Birds, birds are. Real. The, bird, there's no way birds are real. You kidding me? Oh, they sit on the they sit on the power lines to recharge. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. For sure, that's exactly what they do. So the last West Virginia cryptid that I'm going to talk about today, I was very torn about it because there are, like I said, a lot of cryptids. We might have to do a part two of this at some point. Uh, but the last one that I'm going to be talking about, as we'll say, you know, we'll we'll call them the big three, uh, is the Grafton Monster. So we had Mothman. Uh, the Flatwoods Monster, and the Grafton Monster. The Grafton Monster, or Beast of Grafton, was encrypted from Taylor County, West Virginia, sighted in 1964. The Grafton Monster is described as being 7 to 9 feet tall, 4 feet wide, and having white, seal-like skin. The monster also possesses no discernible head and is said to emit a whistling sound. So like we said, there's another sound, whistling sound, like a hissing sound. Not good. We don't do hissing sounds. We don't we don't with hissing sounds. I feel like the interesting thing is the interesting thing, as if there's only one interesting thing, that all of these creatures, if you boil them down to their very basic descriptions, they're all vaguely similar of just kind of being like seven to ten feet tall, like four feet wide, and like chase people. Yeah. This one, however, is a little bit different because it's got the white Feel like skin. So I assume that means like, you know, rubbery, like almost like not not discernibly flesh, but like I don't a snake. Know. Yeah, up to interpretation. Okay. So on June 16th, 1964, Robert Cockrell got off work at the local newspaper publication Grafton Sentinel, now known as Mountain Statesman, at 11 p.m. and journeyed home. He drove down Yates Avenue along the western banks of the Tigart River. He turned a curve in the road and encountered the Grafton monster, describing it as, quote, a huge white obstruction with slick white skin and no head. He rushed home terrified and called his friend, Jerry Morse, and Jim Mooser to accompany him for further investigation at the scene. There was no sight of the monster, but the grass was trampled where it once stood and a low whistling sound followed them as they investigated. The next day at work, Cockrell said nothing to his co-workers about the monster. However, Upon hearing of other sightings, he decided to speak up. More than 20 calls came in from people who allegedly sighted the monster. Robert Cockrell wrote an article on the Grafton monster, which was published in the Sentinel on June 18th. Following these sightings, a group of teenagers went in search of the Grafton monster, dubbing it monster hunting. Several of them even reportedly sighted the monster, 
More sightings followed, but no physical evidence was ever found. Hmm. That is pretty cool. I like that one, but I think I like the other one better. Do you, yeah. you wonder if the whistling sound, because they said that there was a low whistling sound that followed them as they investigated, do you wonder if that was like the wind going through mm-hmm. like yeah. trees and stuff? I feel like able to tell though. Oh, that's cool. That looks like a frog with like super insane muscles. This is it in uh, Fallout. That looks like Fallout 76. I was going to say it looks like Fallout. Like, here's like. It's not a frog. So, yeah, it's definitely definitely weird looking. Again, uh, to look at what we're looking at, uh, check out at the Strange World podcast on Instagram. We'll put it on the gram. So, yeah, so this one's a little. uh, similar but also it's it's yeti like yeah it's yeti like and it like you said earlier before gavin it's like the same kind of like cryptid but just different little like things here and there that make it its own unique kind of overall cryptid for sure well like this one i don't know whether it's just the description or especially like that story but i feel like mothman is self-aware and mothman seems smart and knows like is a uh intelligent creature the grafton monster just kind of seems more like a big rampaging type of thing that's like scaring people also then as opposed to the flatwoods monster that seems outerworldly that is then also probably an intelligent creature of some sort mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of the cryptids that you also mentioned have a lot of like anger issues in their own way and they all really need some therapy and help I mean, if the if if you were stuck in West Virginia, you'd probably understand why they were angry. Again, Jesus. the pizza. The anyone listening, if it's any of the guys that I met in West Virginia, you guys it's are great. Not you, but it's the state ripping. and everything else. You guys are just yikes. ripping on it. I would hate to be from West Virginia listening to this episode. I know <laughs> we might lose some fans again. That's why I've had multiple disclaimers. I know that there's uh, outliers, but not the grand majority. Yikes. There is also an explanation for the Grafton monster, in theory. One teenager interviewed suggested the Grafton monster may have been an escaped polar bear. Okay. Good luck. That's what that's what I was going to say. Good luck. Because Chris was like, you can never escape a polar bear. Oh, yeah, you can't escape a polar bear. They, they, they'll mess you up if they see you. However, he gave no suggestions as to where it could have escaped from. On June 19th, 1964, the Grafton Sentinel published an article claiming the sightings of the Grafton monster were the, quote, personification of active imaginations. It claimed the monster may have resulted from, quote, an individual pushing a handcart loaded high with boxes walking along Riverside Drive on Tuesday night. In the late evening, half-light, the person and the handcart took on a weird shape. Robert Cockrell would later contact paranormal author Gary Barker, who popularized Tales of the Mothman, uh, in a letter written to Cockrell, Barker suggested the Grafton monster could possibly be, quote, an alien visitor from another planet. Others have also suggested it could be an interdimensional traveler. I feel like it's very easy to write off almost anything you don't know as an alien. Especially when it comes to cryptids, yes. That's why it's unaf- unidentified um, UFOs, unidentified something. Flying object. Flying object. Yeah. 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 So, you know, in that case, yes, it very well could yeah, be. Yeah, it's very easy to be like, I have an explanation for this. There is no explanation. It's not from here. Like, I'm not saying it's a cop-out, but it's a little bit of a cop-out. It's a cop-out. Well, it is. Cool. It's, it's anything saying it's a paranormal thing, like, it's kind of a cop-out because, obviously, Unless you can kind prove of studied, it. 
Well, even still, I mean, there's shows that prove paranormal stuff all the time, like your favorite, you know, Ghost Adventures thing, and they find evidence every single time that they go out there. But yet, there's still people that are like, "We have not found any evidence of any paranormal ghosts." And blah blah blah, blah. even though they find evidence all the time doing like paranormal and research. And to those and people, and to those people, I will say, go mock Annabelle, then tell me it's not real. Whoa, Annabelle's from Connecticut, so that's she what we really? got for us. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, one of those uh, one of those haunted dolls is. Yes, I think she is. I know the country was in Rhode Island. Connecticut, honestly, any state in New England is pretty haunted. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, going back to the Grafton monster, like Leah was saying, I think possibly quoting what I was saying, especially all three of these, they're similar but different. But mm -hmm. it's definitely. Uh, I mean, this is just a taste, just a little tasting of some of the crazy stuff in West Virginia. I seriously think uh, we might have to do um another episode about even some of the other ones because it's crazy but so between uh today we've now talked about mothman the flatwoods monster and the grafton monster three very different but similar cryptids all from the great state of west virginia united states of america uh what are your thoughts any favorites uh any takeaways do you want to be friends with them would you run do you think you could outrun the mothman what do you think I think I could – I personally, I think I could outrun the Mothman. I think I'd dust him in a race. But I think um, my the thing that is the funniest thing for me in this whole thing is the uh, Grafton monster and one of the explanations of it being just a guy walking around with a shopping cart full of boxes and, like, having, like, a tarp over it or something. Like, can you imagine being, like, just a guy, maybe carrying your stuff, maybe you're moving houses, maybe you're homeless, maybe you're pushing whatever you have, maybe you're just pushing a cart, your shopping yeah. cart, and you're pushing it through the woods and – you spawn an entire cryptid because you were just happened to be walking through the woods at this time of night and you looked like you were just an interdimensional alien while all you were was just you were just old joe with the big beard that you live out in the woods and you're just pushing your shopping cart full of stuff back to the place i just think that that's that would be hilarious if the guy was just like hey i was there wait a minute i saw that person oh my god hey, that's i know that area oh, oh my god that's me Wait, I'm the Grafton monster. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, pretty freak, pretty freaky deaky. What about you, Leah? What are your takeaways from these spooky cryptids? I mean, I always like Mothman. I feel like he's an OG, not necessarily Iconic. when I came to to like West Virginia, Western Virginia, whatever it may be. But uh, but yeah, I think he's always my favorite. And then I think my second favorite was the last one that you mentioned. The Grafton monster, yeah, definitely. Um, who knows? Maybe the Grafton monster is a big, lovable guy. It just misunderstood. Uh, maybe all I, these real. things are misunderstood. True. Maybe all the cryptids that we've talked about this entire season are just misunderstood. No, I don't even Except want to say for monsters. The Jabafofi, never, never, yeah, ever. Monsters. No, we completely understand the Jabafofi, and we don't want them. Well, that um, can that can burn in fire. The Jabafofi can burn in fire, but. Other than that, everything else is just misunderstood. What about you, Gavin? I obviously I like all these. It was very hard to choose even just ones from West Virginia. Um, I did really like the Flatwoods monster because I feel like it was one of the only cryptids that not only did it claim that it was extraterrestrial, but that a big part of it might have been some sort of a suit of armor or that the monster itself might have been the ship and that there could be something else inside of it. I feel like we haven't talked about anything in that vein, I mean, we've talked about extraterrestrial and alien stuff, but nothing involving like 
a ship that then people are like, that's the monster. Um, probably an Iron Man-esque suit, but very cool. Uh, I love how all these monsters are, for the most part, aside from Mothman, pretty much just named after the town in which they're seen in. Like the Flatwoods monster, seen in Flatwoods, uh, or the Grafton monster. Although, actually, no, the Grafton monster uh, is from uh, Taylor County. So, I guess that's not. But the Flatwoods monster, it's a cool name. And uh, I think most of these other stuff, if not having uh, museums, they have uh, they got big followings. Some of, there's other ones that have like festivals related to them, uh, restaurants that are named after them. Like the, people are trying to like make merch off of them, which I guess they probably do with a lot of cryptids all over the world because I know like Loch Ness, it's like all about the Loch Ness monster. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, so that's um, that's the great state of West Virginia, guys. Very good episode. I think I'll stay here in California for a little bit, but who knows? Maybe I want to. Uh, maybe I want to visit Mothman's bridge and yeah. home. That actually be pretty cool to see. We'll add the bridge and uh, the museum and statue to the list of places that we're gonna go to okay. find all the so, creatures. I like that. For this strange world, I'm Gavin. I'm Leah. And I'm Chris. Thanks so much for listening. Stay strange. Bye. 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 Gavin, I, I know you went to West Virginia, I and I know many that you, times. I know that you've, you're basically the mayor of West Virginia. You're basically born there. You know, you were Pretty there. For, you, you visited six times. Um, Too many. But I know for sure that you didn't see any of these things. I know you didn't see these. Um, uh, I might have. You don't know. You might have. I, I don't know that, but I, I know you weren't the first one to see them. And I know you're not also these things. So where in the world could you possibly get this information from? Well... I got the Merriam-Webster definition from Merriam-Webster. Dictionary.com. Oh, shoot. Okay. Merriam-Webster.com. Uh, I got the specifics about them mostly from our favorite site, CryptidsFandom.wiki. However, WVU, West Virginia University, has multiple pages about the crypt. So that's why I say they're self-aware. They've got a bunch mm -hmm. of pages. The fact that the university uh, has pages about West Virginia cryptids, and they call them monsters. Um, but I got some from that site. Uh, it's like libguides.wvu.edu. So we will uh, we'll put that in the description. But yeah, like I said, this was pretty tough to choose from. There's some, and there's like so many more. It's ridiculous. I am glad I didn't see any when I went there, but also it would have made a much better story than just saying I went to West Virginia. I feel like that could be the same for a lot of things. Like, I really wish that I could see something. I wish I was one of the people that saw something yeah. and was like, oh, this, unless, unless no uh -huh. one saw anything and they're just making it all up. Then I, then I, you know, I was walking down the street yesterday and um, I saw this big, you know, white looking bear thing walking on two feet. I swear to God, I didn't have my phone with me and uh, um, yeah. no one else was around, but mm -hmm. You know, I, I saw it with my eyes. And when you went back, there was no evidence of footsteps. And, but and when I went back, there, yeah, there was nothing. All, all that was there was, you know, like a stench. And when you went back, local, local CCTV footage, uh, it blanked out, actually, for the five minutes right. that it was there. So just, you know, it's crazy. There, yeah, It's like the, the whole time that it was there, the CCTV was wiped. Like it was like the thing glitched out. Huh. That's so really strange. I, I really, yeah. I mean, you're just gonna have to take my word for it. I swear to God, yeah. I saw something like that. Yeah. That's weird. All right. Well, now we're in the epilogue. 
we've come to that time. We've come to that time of the evening. Uh, we got that time one of more... the month, that time of the evening. We've come to that time of the month where <laughs> we only have one more episode of this season. And it's Leah's. Leah, we're going to be talking about another great topic next week. Do you want to tease it for the people who have stuck it out to the epilogue? Yeah, uh, I'm going to list a couple of my... Uh... Hmm, I don't know. It's a harder one to tease. I feel like maybe we'll talk about some other cryptids that are outlandish, kooky, crazy, fun. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Just next. to the, I mean, last week we talked about ones that were real, and now flipping to the other end of the spectrum and going maybe kooky crazy, kooky crazy, kooky crazy. So. crazy. Now I wish that I had cookies in the house. Uh, even more. Yeah. Well, I might get some sush for dinner though, so that's what I'll have in my house. I'm very jealous. Maybe I'll go get some. Mm-hmm. Oh, bye. Bye. This podcast was produced by Gavin Berger, Leah Ettinger, and Chris Ash. Our theme song is by DJ Kai Song, and our logo is designed by Michael Zilvetti. Be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and check out more episodes of This Strange World available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at This Strange World Podcast, and on Twitter at This Strange Pod. If you have any other ideas for future episodes, let us know. You can DM us on our social medias or email hello at thisstrangeworldpodcast.com.